Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Piber on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. So I just found this website, princessofwalessportfishing.com. <laughs> you get any... <laughs> It's more like it's more like the janitor of whales. Oh, I know. Okay. I, I called Rob yesterday, and I'm like, "Hey, man, have you been out on the boat?" And he's like, he just laughed. He's like, "I've been pressure washing." Yeah, the concrete. Uh-huh. I was drilling holes. You know, I've been drilling holes in the polar bear for like 15 years. Dude, if it never stops. Any space left? Like, I'm drilling holes there yesterday. It looks like I mean, it's just like Swiss cheese. There's just stuff all over that boat. But here I am again, adding more stuff to the polar bear. But uh, no, great, great to hear you guys' voices, man. It's been a long time. Oh, no doubt. Uh, appreciate you having me on, man. Well, yeah. we're, we're you know you all you last few years you've been you've been getting up north you know well before we do and mm-hmm. so you know we always got to kind of look to you to, to to you know let us know what's going on and 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 I'm man I'm hearing just really great stuff with regard to both numbers and size of fish mm-hmm. in Sitka, mm-hmm. I got to believe that that you're hearing similar stuff out of Craig, Prince of Wales, huh? Oh, yeah. It's the same here. I've been, well, gosh, I've been hearing big fish up in Sitka. Yes. Good, goodness. Like, pigs for this time of year, like, whew, you know, pushing upper 30s, yes. uh, 40 pounds, whatever. And, and we haven't had big fish like here, like that here yet, but it's coming. And they're catching fish out there for late April. It, it's pretty good. You know what's going on here right now, though? This is the time of year when the steelhead thing's cooking here. And it rained all week. It rained for four straight days. I showed up Monday, and I mean, it, we had biblical rain here four days in a row. And then it stopped. And half the island called in sick yesterday. <laughs> my, buddy's got a contractor, my buddy's got a contractor working on his deck. And he stops by here yesterday, and he's like, I don't know. Mike just didn't show up yesterday. I'm like, well, what do you think? The river's yeah, dropping. The, river, the cricks are dropping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's cool, though, because you can, like, rent a car and just go drive around. Yeah. It's just a, you know, put your waders on and go beat the brush kind of thing. And it can be good, you know. And these creeks don't have a lot of a lot of fish in them, but you just go hit the creek and, and walk up and down and do the deal. And, and um, man, you can get into some nice, steel, nice steelhead here. Uh, fishing jigs. You know, a lot of guys fly fish. They'll nymph for, you know, there's a little bit of swinging. Like on the thorn, it's big enough where you could swing a little bit fly fishing. But a lot of nymphing, uh, just kind of dinking and dunking in the little creeks here. And, and it's kind of a fun deal. There's a big road system on the island. Uh, so you can get to a lot of the creeks that have steelhead in them. I mean, there's 80 creeks on Prince Willis Island Jeez. with steelhead in them. So wow. it's cool. It's, it's a cool deal. It really is, you know. And then. Follow that up with some bear hunting coming up here. The bear hunters are just starting to roll in here this next week. And, of course, king salmon and, uh, gosh, it all gets going here. So uh, it's a good spot to be this time of year. Well, Actually, so, you know, if you're if you're not drilling holes in a boat. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. So, yeah. you got to be excited. Yeah. You have, I think, is that a 41 Lindell coming that you're going to be on this yeah. next week? Yeah. Fishing all week, tonight. right? Yeah, and we're staying on the boat. Um, their whole new thing is just adventure. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I know 
where we could do that. Um, you, um, I, I got a couple ideas. Here. I got, I got, a, I got, I got a skiff with a little kicker on it too. I'm like, do you guys drink? Uh, let's have a couple <laughs> drinks. We could figure this out pretty quick. So they're they're showing up oh, here this afternoon, man. and I mean, it's going to be epic, man. We're staying out on the boat. Uh, I mean, that boat's insane. It's got twin six hundreds. Uh, you know, it's 41 feet long. It goes nearly 60 miles an hour. No, it cruises wow. at close to 40, uh, and it's still very efficient. And the deck on that thing, I mean, it's got a deck like a saner. The deck is just massive on that thing. So uh, lots of fun to be had with that deal. So, yeah, they're showing up this afternoon. Um, well, and if, fo- go screw around if folks want to so. see what Rob was talking about, this Lindell, um, mm-hmm. hit, Rob's got a, a new Instagram uh, page here, Live to Boat yeah. Official, and you do a great job, Rob, of just running people through all the systems on the boats, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of really well, cool information, you. removing hooks uh, from Jim Hines' face. <laughs> y- you run us through that program. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of cool stuff on there, dude. Well, thank you. We got the YouTube channel, too, and I was, you know, I was sitting around there going, gosh, you know, we talk a lot about boats. We talk a lot about the different systems we have on them, and I mean, there's just a lot of interest in boats in general, and even if you don't own a boat. So I launched that thing, and it's, gosh, you know, it's gone pretty well. We're, it's only in its second month here, and uh, quite a bit of traffic and a lot of interest. So you can jump on Live the Boat on YouTube, and then Live the Boat Official on Instagram, and and uh, pretty much loading stuff every day, uh, boating, and and we got some fishing content as well coming here, but a lot of lot of boating content on there, so a lot of fun. So then you're going to yep. be you're going to be chartering all summer long on the uh, on the forty foot Lindell. Then you're you're not going to. Oh, I, I tell you, they're going to have a hard time getting me off. Of <laughs> That's cool. I mean, dude. it's basically a liveaboard. It I is. could just live on oh, it. Oh, dude, chart around it. Yeah, Bring, put my cats. I get some cats on there. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Do the whole just thing. how many half gallons of plants? How many half gallons of Crown Royal are are going to be infesting <laughs> that that thing for sure? Oh, geez. so all right, yeah. but but you know, back to. Back to the topic of the Salmon Highway here, and a nice diversion into steelhead, and a nice diversion into fiberglass boats. I can't believe you was talking about fiberglass here, but no, you did. Geez. So, you know, when, when we're looking now at, you know, rebounding numbers, and maybe we've filled in a year class of Chinook that have been missing here this year. We're seeing that, you know, we, we know what the Canadian forecasts are. We know what the upper, upper British Columbia stock, we've seen the, seen the Puget Sound and, and Columbia River forecasts as well. What's your expectations for this summer on the Chinook front? Average, above average, below average. What's your gut with both abundance and individual size this summer, Rob Ensler? Well, I, I think it's going to be good. And, and here's here's what happened last year. Last year, we had tough fishing for Kings. It was. Here. I mean, it was tough. It was brutal and sick. We had a good forecast. But uh, it was tough in Sitka, Craig, northern BC, you know, the Queen Charlottes. I mean, it was rough. Because they didn't come in. Yeah. They pushed offshore, and they went all the way offshore. Uh, nobody found them up here. I mean, there was little little pockets here and there, but it was nothing like it normally is, and they hit Vancouver Island. Yep. And then they trucked right on down, mm-hmm. and uh, they Poured. had fishing on Vancouver Island, yep. and, and Westport, the whole yep. coast down there, yep. and uh, Columbia River. So I just don't see that happening two years in a row. No I mean, they pushed way offshore. The highway was like, hundred miles offshore instead of like right on the beach, you know, and we had tons of bait. I mean, honestly, I've never seen as much bait as we had last year and uh, just not many Kings pushed in to, to feed on it and take advantage of it. But right now we didn't see this last year, all these big fish in nope. on the beach. Um, 
And so I'm just expecting kind of business as usual here. We should have great king fishing because we've got good forecasts uh, for the most part. Columbia River is solid, and that really drives a lot of our early season stuff up here. And uh, I just I think it's going to be good. And then our silver run last year was just completely stupid. It started in late June, and it just cooked all summer. And so we've had a good ocean, uh, which really drives a lot of that, that coho fishing. And um, I just don't see it falling off this year. I think it's going to be solid again on cohos. I mean, we got we we had coho fishing that I haven't seen here in a long time last year, like like breathing cohos where you have schools <laughs> on the surface that look like tuna. I mean, it was crazy. And you guys saw some of my yeah. sonar shots oh, yeah. uh, on my Instagram page. I mean, unreal coho fishing. Um, and the other thing they've got going here now, too, are these big chum hatcheries up here. And you'll get into schools of chum that look like big balls of coho. And, and I know, you know, we look down our noses at chum, but you catch them offshore and you can't tell the difference hardly unless no. you know what you're looking at. Yep. Um, and so we're getting a lot of those chums pushing in too. So I don't know. I, I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm ever the optimist up here, but, but I think it's going to be good. So I and, really do. But I agree with you. And here's why 2008, we had a similar situation, at least in Sitka, where they bounced off and, and, and Chinook fishing was well, tough. And what, 2008, what 2008 was an El Nino year. It was, that was, a, that it was, was a big one. Yeah. A bad one. But, but yeah. what, what I, what we saw was when these fish pushed off, a lot of those sandland stocks inside, a lot of the herring didn't get touched for a year. And so the bait was just prolific in 2009 and 2010 was, were just off the freaking charts in Sitka, yeah. and I, I kind of see that same thing because yeah. if you don't have those those sandlands getting getting ground out, man, I tell you what, they'll 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 really inhabit those those near shore waters and and just suck them in year two, and, and that's kind of what I see here too, buddy. But well, and a lot of that's driven by the ocean conditions sure. too, and and uh, boy, that's just really rebounded. Um, and then we've got these big uh, bait eating machines here called humpback whales too. That, <laughs> that is true. There's a ton of humpbacks here that uh, really hammer on the bait, which is you know why they're here. So yep. uh, anyway, no, I, I just think it's going to be good. And just judging by what I'm hearing right now, I mean it's early, and gosh, the, you know our neighbors are coming over while I'm working here and telling me about what they're doing, and they've been out you know catching kings here and there. And I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, it's, it's getting pretty good. So. Yeah, which is good for this time of year. It's it's really early here, so I'm excited, man. I'm ready to get off the polar bear, yeah, away from my cordless drill and on go. the water. No, so, don't worry, yeah. I'm I'm drilling holes in mine too. PrinceofWalesSportFishing.com and the new Live to Boat account on Instagram. Live to Boat, mm-hmm. Live to the number two boat underscore official. Go check that out. Rob Ensley, thanks for taking the time, buddy, and. Uh, don't you, we're we're gonna pull you into the zero seven hundred segment, you know, may, maybe monthly, well, thank you. maybe I, I monthly you, at least. I gotta man. be honest with you, man. I, I miss the show and I miss you guys. I I really do. I miss it bad, and uh, so I appreciate you having me on, and and uh, I love have I love hearing your voices. So thank you so much. All right, buddy. He said something nice about us. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I'll text you something. Okay. Yeah, thank yeah. you. You balance this out of it. He's on yeah. air. He kind of has to. I don't yeah. know. We got Here's chat. We got chat GPT instead of Robo <laughs> today or some damn thing. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll, we'll we'll talk to you soon, bro. All right. Later, buddy. <laughs> you guys. Good morning. Rob, Rob GPT. All right, man. Talk to you soon, dude. All right. Coming up next. The critically claimed award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. 
The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. WDFW's pumped millions of trout in Washington Lakes for trout season. It's your job to go catch them. Angler effort and catch was comparable to prior seasons. Water temperatures are still on the cool side. With better weather this week, that catch is going to be heating up as well. Top lakes on the west side included Devereaux in Mason County with 6.9 fish per angler. Wooten Lake, also in Mason County, had 5.8 per angler. And Snohomish County's Lake Serene checked in with a very respectable 4.9 fish per rod. Top trout lake in the state. That goes to Clickitout County Lake Roland with an amazing 8.2 trout per happy angler. Just because opening day has come and gone, don't give up on these lowland lakes. They will keep producing well into the heat of summer. These hatchery-reared rainbows have been feeding on surface broadcast pellets, so don't think you got to troll deep to score big. WDFW offers random draw opportunities to participate in special permit hunts across the state to enhance your hunting season. Applications are for sale and submissions are open until May 24th. Special hunt permit applications are available annually for deer, elk, mountain goat, bighorn sheep, moose, and wild turkey, offering fantastic quality hunting opportunities across the state. There are nearly 900 special hunts to choose from, including options specifically for youth, hunters with disabilities, and hunters 65 and older. Some hunts are exclusive opportunities to hunt outside of the general seasons where you'll enjoy less competition, which increases your odds for a successful harvest. Even if you're not drawn, you'll accumulate preference points over time to increase your chances for being drawn. Hit the special hunt permit page at mywdfw.com. Lincoln opens up Puget Sound on the San Juans Monday, May 1st. Season runs through June 15th. And lings need to be in the slot limit between 26 and 36 inches to be eligible to keep. While live bait techniques for catching lings is absolutely the gold standard, flounder-shaped lead heads will get bit as well. The best advice for lingcod success is do not be afraid of the currents, but rather use them to your advantage to set up on productive structures. And the San Juans will look for rock piles vertically, but Puget Sound, little depressions known as ling houses, will always have somebody home. Keep your gear in the strike zone. You're going to bring home a ling dinner this spring. WDFW shellfish managers confirmed the final coastal razor clam digs of the season can proceed as planned from May 4th through the 14th. The last tide series had lots of happy diggers and we're anticipating more of the same for this um, upcoming tide series to close out the season, said Bryce Blumenthal, coastal shellfish bio. On all open beaches, Long Beach, Twin Harbors, Moak Rocks, and Capelis, the daily limit is 20 razor clams instead of the usual 15. Each digger's clams must be kept in a separate container, and all diggers must keep the first 20 clams they dig regardless of size or condition. Not all beaches are open for every dig, so diggers are encouraged to make sure their intended destination is open before heading out. The most successful digging occurs within two hours before the listed time of low tide. This Thursday, May 4th, halibut becomes fair game in the ocean. And in Westport alone, there's over 64,000 pounds of amazing healthy white meat available at quota. Through May 23rd, Halibut's open three days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, with extra days on Memorial Day weekend. If you're serious about learning that fishery, there's no faster, more efficient path to success than booking a charter out of Westport. Stay tuned. We've made it even easier for you. As one of the top Westport charter skippers, namely Mark Coleman of AllRiversGuideService.com, is joining us next, or catch the podcast on TheOutdoorLine.com. The third annual $11,000 Fish Northwest Halibut Derby, May 5th and 6th, Last chance to support Fish Northwest's efforts to restore fair recreational fishing opportunity in Puget Sound. Ticket sales end Sunday, April 30th. 
your $100 per rod entry gives you a shot at the first place prize of $7,000. The FishNorthwest.org event is open in Marine Areas 6 and 7 only. Tickets are on sale now at Holiday Sports in Burlington, John Sporting Goods in Everett, LFS in Bellingham, and Dave Sporting Goods in Linden. 100% of all funds raised go to supporting the FishNorthwest.org legal battle to return Washington State anglers fair fishing opportunity. For complete derby rules, schedule of events, and more, hit FishNorthwest.org. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Now through the end of April, save 15% on all heat pumps and air conditioners at Bob'sHeating.com. Here's a great opportunity to clean out your garage and stuff it full of somebody else's crap all at the same time, okay? The Everett Salmon and Steelhead Club Swap Meet May 7th at Bayside Marine. Uh, more information, hit EverettSalmonAndSteelheadDerby.com. And then uh, we, we mentioned earlier in the show that the Skagit does open up on Monday um, for Chinook as well. And then our good friend Kevin John at Holiday Sports said, hey, ding dong. There's a two rod endorsement there too, mm-hmm. so you can you don't have to hide the whiskey pole anymore like we did in the old days. <laughs> Stick one out. I have no idea what you're. talking about. I don't know about. what you're talking about either. Also, next Saturday at Jennings Pond, um, our good friends at the Everett Salmon and Steelhead Club have the Jennings Pond event, eight a.m. to seven, and that's May sixth. Okay, and actually for the next few Saturdays in a row. We, we've got events, uh, Silver Lake and Everett, there's one, Twin Lakes uh, at Smoky Point, Gisberg, also known as Gisberg Pond. Bring your own gear or we'll have some ready for you to use. The Everett Salmon and Steelhead Club Youth Organization presents the 2023 Jim Brock Memorial Youth Fishing Events. Jennings Park in Marysville, be there. That thing is just, they they, lo- they overload that thing. It's so much fun to watch watch kids down there. Dude. I, yep. I, I grew up doing that. It's right next to uh, Allen Creek, as a matter of fact. So, so cool. All right, uh, pop out of here for a quick break. Let's go do some Westport homework. Mm-hmm. We'll go butt fishing. Oh, yeah. Mark Coleman, I can never get him for an interview. We got him next. Stay tuned for this. You want to hear this. One of the best charter skippers that I know about at Westport, taking the time out of his day to go get a dial a in this fishery. Mark Coleman, All Rivers Saltwater Charters, joining us next here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the Renaissance Marine Group.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Welcome to the wheelhouse here on 710 ESPN's D. Outdoor line and uh, you know West Porty is a little sporty right now, but I'm looking at open day. I'm looking at the fourth, and I'm seeing like five and a half feet at ten seconds for a halibut opener. Could there be a nice weather halibut opener? Mark Coleman, All Rivers of Saltwater Charters. The website is AllRiversGuideService.com. Good morning, Mark Coleman. Morning, buddy. Morning, guys. Morning. Thanks for having me on. Are, how, are you going to be able to behave with if, if the weather behaves on a halibut opener in Westport? Holy smokes, man. Hey, you, you called it. It's going to be a go. <laughs> Dude. Four or five days out, it's a go. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll sure see. You know, we do have to watch that, you know, by the hour. Even this morning, we've got boats ready to go here just for a regular, you know, Lincoln Rockfish trip. But uh, we're, we're really second-guessing the call here still windy you know the warm temps we have finally got a you know touch of summer and with that you know we get the winds and so sometimes it's a last minute call but we always want to be as safe as possible and you know just encourage people to be patient with us while we make that call because you know we don't we don't want to be out there when when we shouldn't no that's for sure now so the ocean opens up the entire ocean opens up 
from the mouth of the Columbia to Cape Flattery and on out. And each one of our ocean areas just really has a different personality. I mean, you know, in Nia Bay, you got some rocky structure. You got that current interface of the straits. And then you got this kind of weird pinnacle stuff, but you got a river mouth that, that La Push comes out. Ilwaco, you got the massive influence of the Columbia River, but then you got Westport, okay? And and Westport drops off a long sandy shelf, and you got to kind of run out of ways to to find the flat ones. But man, it's worth it. Westport is is one of the most unique fisheries, but it's not the easiest one to get a feel for, Mark. And that's why I really try to encourage guys to book a trip and kind of unlock this fishery. So how do you approach this Marine Area Two Westport fishery? You've excelled in it for years. Get us set up for it. Talk to us about how you need to find them and what we need to fish when we when we do find them. Definitely, yeah. You know, it, it tends to throw people for a loop, especially if they fish the north coast quite a bit or even in southeast Alaska or the San Juans. There's there's not a lot of dramatic structure out of Westport. The, the uh, you know, go-to structures are just basically ridges that come up off the bottom no more than 10 or 15 feet. Uh, versus, you know, some grounds to the north that <clears throat> have, you know, pinnacles that come up hundreds of feet. So um, using your electronics and really uh, dialing those guys in to find those small differences in the bottom. And there's just as much life uh, down here out of Westport as there is up north or, or down south. But uh looks a little different on the bottom. So tune in your electronics. That's where the Ray Marine systems really come into play. Um, I like to do a bottom zoom. So it's kind of a, a screen I set up, kind of a 180 of a tuna screen that I use. So instead of looking at the top 150 feet of the water column, we're basically looking at the bottom 150 feet. And if you tune your your settings just right, you'll start to see uh, these little nuances uh, that we have out here out of Westport. And, you know, starting with some good coordinates never hurts either, but uh Boy, you sure need to dial your electronics in for sure. And getting out in the deep water, you know, these fish don't get fished on a whole lot, just, uh, you know, maybe a dozen times per year. So they're hungry. Uh, you find the right spots, uh, look for boats, and, you know, get that gear down to the bottom. You're going you're gonna to get bit. And we, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Um, you know, I, I've never done the halibut fishery out there. And, and I've during the, the lingcod fishery, we, we would run, like, uh, a lot of pipe jigs, a um, little bit of bait, but it was mostly kind of like a pipe jig drill. Um, and you, so you, I was asking you, what do you, you know, what are you running out there? And and you're a bait guy. You you like fishing bait for those halibut, big black herring. Um, but you did say, you know, you'll run a, a pipe jig down there just to kind of shake it up a little bit, right? You bet. Yeah, I tend to do one one rod with a pipe jig. Um, and then the other lines, two or three more with like herring uh, or flounder if if we uh, stop and, and grab a few of those on the way out. But I feel like if you got the right person on that pipe jig rod, um, you know, hitting the bottom, rattling that thing around definitely shakes them up. And, you know, there's there's fish that are they're after that that one presentation. And then there's fish that are going to be after the bait presentation. So I do a combo. Uh, I do a hybrid. Um and it it's productive. Well, I mean, it, it works. It and, totally makes you definitely. It totally sorry, makes ahead, sense. You know, you have that pipe jig down there, and and that thing's making a bunch of racket, and 
that alone could trigger the fish to bite. Maybe they don't bite the the pipe jig itself, but the, that bait's down the there. Vibration. And that, and that vibration's happening. And, and, and to that Mark's electrical point, you, impulse. You got to have the right guy on that jig. And so who by, is that poor who sucker? Who is that guy? And what does he <laughs> right. need to be doing with his Arnold Schwarzenegger arms? Yeah, exactly. So that, that's where I was going with that, Tom. Tom, uh, Joey, and I talked about that yesterday. You got to pick the right person for that that pipe jig rod. You you get the wrong guy on that or gal, you know, it's just sitting down there dragging on the bottom. It's just not going to do anything but be a, a big heavy weight at the end of the line. You really got to snap that jig. Find the right person to do it. Trade off, you know, tag tag out, tag in, you know, people on that rod and and keep it keep them fresh on that rod because you really do need to move that thing around pretty aggressively. So when you say snap it, you are not kidding. You need to drop that rod forcefully almost introduce a little bit of slack to get that jig to kind of turn over then you need to reef up on it and there's something about because you you were were talking about a copper pipe that's full of lead and there's a little kind of electrolysis that kind of goes on with those two dissimilar metals in the presence of the salt water which is an electrolyte right and by moving that thing around it kicks off an electrical impulse it makes a vibration and now you got the one two punch of that vibration a little bit of electricity that that really helps draw them into the baits it, it, unless i'm wrong mark you're going to get most of your fish most of your strike on baits but it's the one two punch like you alluded to of that jig with the baits that work hand in hand absolutely and if you want to really double down on that on that setup what we like to do is we'll on that rig um so you got your pipe jig at at the bottom of your your rig maybe it's a tuna four feet of tuna cord or four feet of of real heavy mono 250 300 pounds about two-thirds of the way up we like to do a real heavy loop right there and then we'll loop on like a 12 watt gamakatsu uh big river hook oh yeah we'll 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 slam on a white 10 inch white grub on that single uh hook about Mm -hmm. two-thirds of the way up that line above that above that uh pipe jig and and more times than not we're getting two two at a time uh with one drop and uh you know that that you're doubling your catch right there so running a little grub up above that pipe jig um definitely put puts more fish in the boat and, and are we talking the 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 berkeley saltwater eight inch grubs yeah you... yeah T- 10 8 10 gotcha yep, somewhere in there the big I, ones yeah i mean always a good always a go-to well, for Joey, halibut you and you and i have just destroyed so many halibut mm-hmm. and 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 that's a that magic combination of that gamakatsu big river bait hook in 12 aught and you thread that grub on there and, and dude i don't know what it is about those things and then we'll even rubber band a a, 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 a herring, herring on that it, on know? that sucker and not a big herring like a like a blue yeah, size blue. herring yeah. yeah and that that works too but you know two different fisheries though but yeah interesting stuff buddy all right now we look at the numbers out at westport and we're seeing some pretty cool stuff you know last year Tuna season went forever, dude. I mean, I, I mean, our last tuna run out there in October when the things were huge. But man, I, I'm seeing, the, I'm the seeing nook fishing was nuts. It was last crazy, year and now you got an increase of five thousand Chinook and Marine area two this summer, dude. Yeah, going to be another big year, another big year. And the and the Westport, the Port of Grays Harbor, has revamped everything. 
They've redone the parking lot there. They've added bathrooms. They've cleaning added showers. Station. Yeah, cleaning stations. You know, even even England Marine Supply got a new store across from the Hungry Whale now. <laughs> no, but the port's done a great job in inviting more uh, more anglers and, and just kind of making the thing a little more fish-friendly, if that's possible, Mark. You bet. And one thing uh... – they also did there at the new the new ramp. They put a they put a freshwater washdown um, hose there, a station there. So <clears throat> when you're hitting the road at the end of your day, you can you can pull up there and rinse your trailer down and and um, rinse your boat off. And yeah, it's a, it's a completely different landscape now down here. So much to do in Westport, man. And Mark and I were talking about it yesterday. Every time I go out there, I like that place more and more. It's so I mean, cool, dude. And, yeah, and I... you're you feel like you're away from everything. Everything you need is there, though. You got amazing razor clam digging coming up here. Um, that This this lingcod fishery that you guys have going right now, I I, I really, I mean, I love catching lingcod. Um, it's one of my favorite fisheries. And then, obviously, yeah, we're, we're going to be chasing halibut out there right on into our summer salmon season. Just a lot to do in Westport. You bet. Yeah, and we're just getting started. Um you know that first halibut day is coming up next next week Thursday. Yep. Um, we we uh, were given almost double the halibut openers uh, in the month of May alone compared to other years. We have eleven directed halibut days uh, in May alone. So um, lots of seats to fill. Um, and what a lot of folks will do is they'll come down, they'll they'll book a halibut trip, and they'll either come down the day before or stay an extra day, and they'll double down as we call it and fish just a straight lingcod and rockfish trip on day two. And, man, I'll tell you what, you want to take home a lot of, there lot you of go. incredible Dude. fish. I mean, these guys are, you know, added value right there. They're they're doing it. They're doing it right. Well, I'm, they can put their – basically put all their white meat up in one trip. Yes. And, listen, if you want to do Westport on your own, the way you do it is you go with Mark or, or one of his captains first and you kind of figure out the program, see how the professionals do it, and it's just going to cut that learning curve for by, you. By 10 years oh, or yeah. more, for yeah. sure. Uh, 425-736-8920 or jump on allriversguideservice.com. You can fill out a form there and get booked up. you got some seats, right, Mark? We do, even okay. on the opener. Yep. All right. We've got some seats. Give us a ring. We'll... Uh, Hopefully, uh, put something together for you. You know, if you do it right, you may only need to go butt fishing once to get your meat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the key, you right? Tell. Yeah, no kidding. Mark Coleman, dude, thank you for the time. It's I know it's tough to get you. You're, you're always busy on Saturdays. We appreciate you taking the time to join us this morning, buddy. You bet, you guys. Thank you. All right, Mark. Later, Mark. Take care, buddy. All Rivers, okay. AllRiversGuideService.com. Mark Coleman, one of the best in the biz. Go get a trip booked with him. Coming up next... The hottest report we heard all week and the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RVs, really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. No way. You gotta be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island of Sin and the Lady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. You, you gotta tell me. I, I, I'm not gonna tell anybody. The ocean journey, Red. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest. The all-new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete lineup. 
Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, toilers, pop-ups, campers, and so much more. Go check that out and more. Roe Robinson RV Center, RoeRobinsonRV.com. The Coconier Biting, Joey, is that what I'm hearing? Coconier Biting. Um, okay. Yep, Lake Stevens, uh, Lake Chelan, Lake Washington, Coconier Fishing lit up. I checked in with Bree from Living Life Adventures. If you want to book a trip with her, she was on Lake Stevens the other day. I think I saw 40 dead, <laughs> dead kokanee on the dock. Um, you know, same old stuff, producing half-fast dodgers, Schindler flies, god tooth spoons, uh, obviously shoe peg corn, the top 20 feet of water. That's All money. flatlined. You know what? We've got a very special guest. We've got Brock on oh, the... Oh, did he hear the kokanee fishing's he, good? No, he wants he, to check no, in? He heard about the Southeast Alaska deal. Oh. It's Brock on the dock, Kokanee Lodge. Good morning, <laughs> hey, Brock Heward. Morning, good morning, Brock. boys. Good Saturday. How are we doing? Oh, it sounds like, sounds like you're in the same building with us. Wow. Holy smokes, dude. Um, I'm fired up to get up to Peregrine Lodge with you, yeah. and we just got off the phone with Rob Ensley, and Southeast Alaska is a wash in large Chinook, and guess where they're heading next? Mm, south. Yes. That yeah, would, not north. No. South. No. That would yeah. be. Well, you, you kind of sense this, to be honest, uh, Nelly, the last couple years up there in Alaska, up in Sitka, where we saw a lot of juvenile, right? A lot of them. We, we, we kind of caught and let go. Look at yeah. paying attention. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you Holy, know, listen. He's a student no, of the game. You, yes. Wow. Uh, and you say, gosh, this is going to portend to pretty good things down the road, because if there's this many juveniles, we know what they grow up into, and that is a little bigger fish. So, did, did I actually use the word portend? Uh, no, you did not. I, did, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know why I just <laughs> used that either. <laughs> too early. I, I, I too early I for portend. I would have said foreshadow or maybe sure. indicate that or yes. something. Yes, Maybe no. rotund is a better word than portend. Wow, yeah, yeah uh, see, no. fat guys never use the word rotund, rotund. though, either. No, we don't oh, use that one right, either. But, right. but the Chinook that they're, we're seeing right now in Sitka – and, and, you know, and we're wired into that fishery, you know, having been there so many years, they're rotund. I mean, we're, we're hearing yeah. mid thirties Chinook mm-hmm. coming into Southeast. And so Which, no, we, I, we didn't see that last year. No. I mean, there was some decent fishing around early, but there weren't a lot of big fish around. So have you ever really been fishing with, with Dave Wyman before? Uh, I just worked with him for five hours <laughs> the other night on the draft and, uh, <laughs> uh no, I, I've not been on a boat with him. I've been, I've been at a desk with him when he gets a little fired up, you know, when he gets a little angry, when he gets a little grumpy, and it's going to be tremendous. Um, it's going to be so good for him. I know that, just as it was for our late great dear friend that we love so Aww. much uh, that every time that Dory went up to yep. Southeast Alaska, you know that just kind of some of the hassles of life and the stresses of life, you you leave at the border, and uh, and obviously Alaska is a, a state, but. Uh, uh, here when we're talking Peregrine Lodge, you know, same area, and you just yeah. you just leave it, and you leave it on the plane, you leave it on the helicopter, and you and you just rejoice in life in ways, and it slows down in ways that uh, normal life just certainly does not. And, and a place like that, it makes it so easy to unplug, it does. right, yeah. and yeah. just totally immerse yourself in what's going on. I mean, it's dude, you're you're Chinook salmon fishing. In the cracks of the rocks, yep. yes. on the kelp, where there's no cell coverage, no cell coverage, <laughs> and it's it's gorgeous. It's yes. an amazing place. Yeah, and uh, and Wyman is the beauty of Wyman and most linebackers. 
I bet you if uh, if you surveyed our, our group that went up there a couple years ago, Nelly, I bet you most of those fishermen there's some linebacker in them. Full oh, yeah. back line, fullback oh, yeah. linebacker, right? In their yeah. in their lifetime, if they played football, they were probably fullback linebackers. So mm. he's going to get with his brethren too. That's true. Maybe, you know, maybe some D linemen, maybe yeah. some O linemen okay. like was, yourself. Thank you. I, I was going to. Yes. There, there were some hands in the ground. If I remember oh, the crew, no question. there was some stuff in there. A <laughs> no lot of those question. guys had the hands in the ground. All right. Well, fullbacks have their hand in the ground, so Nelly. Yeah. I think we will have an easier time finding D linemen in Peregrine Lodge coming with you and me and Wyman than the Seahawks have had in this draft. This draft yeah. did. I mean, are we seeing the Malik McDowell effect where they drafted the, you know that cat in the second round? He never played it down. I mean, Tyree Wilson goes by the boards. Jalen Carter ends up going to the Eagles. Yep. They did get the first corner. They did get the first wideout of the draft, so starting a yep. cascade of wideouts. But, dude, where's yep. the big fat butts yeah. with their hands yeah. on the ground, man? Where's the row 10 guys? It doesn't portend a good thing. Oh, the wow. scrimmage, you know? so. that's, that's the Brock mental Rolodex <laughs> deal working yes. there. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think they went honestly a little more speed. They went the king salmon of the of the ocean. They went with the with the top dogs at uh, their position, as you just said, the number one and number ones. And then I think yesterday in the second round, um, we we don't get to see their grades, we don't get to see their draft boards. But I do think they felt like a couple of those bigger guys, Nelly, would still be would still find them. A couple of those halibut would, would come that they would get to kind of their grounds and they would be there. And unfortunately, they were not. Now, uh, the kid they they got out of Auburn is whoa, he will strike yeah. you. I mean, yeah. he will come up and hit you in the mouth. So he's an edge linebacker, an outside linebacker that's going to help solidify some of the things on the edge. But yeah, today. And they've got a bunch of picks and a couple of them in the fourth round here coming up. They've got to get some size. No question about it. I just love that you've made so quarter, wait, quarterbacks and wideouts into are, salmon. Are we uh-huh. alignment, D line, or halibut, right? Yeah. You know, the big butts, you know, yes. the hand in the ground. And, 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 I, and, I, and I hate it because I can't argue with that at all, one bit. You know, they're, they're, they're close to their, they're, they got to stay low to do their job and stuff like that. So is, so is it the fact that the draft broke this way for them. Yeah, yeah. And, and were, were there concerns founded with regard to Jalen Carter? Oh, no was, question about okay, it. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, they could have had Jalen Carter, they right? I mean, they, yeah. they could have gone that road. They could have had Tyree Wilson. So they did not have Tyree graded nearly that high. And for Jalen, they just did not feel comfortable giving that guy, you talk about Malik McDowell, you know, with that fifth pick, you're going to give that guy $31 million guaranteed dollars wow. over the next four years. So you better trust that guy, and you better trust his behavior and his character. And it wasn't just Seattle. It was Arizona. It was the the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. It was the picks after as well. That And finally, Philadelphia said, yeah, we'll, we'll bring him aboard. They got a lot of former teammates of his from Georgia on that team. Uh, and I don't know if you know Philadelphia at all, but it's not the city of brotherhood love. <laughs> no, they do, they, they, they do not care, and they will. That that kid's either going to make it through the meat grinder of that, or he's not. And so, you know, he fell to a pretty good environment there. I think so too. It, it was interesting to me though that as soon as the Hawks took a wideout, here's a cascade, an unprecedented yep. in draft history of four wideouts. Ba 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 ba, and there's no better indication. 
and 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 validation of, of uh, the Hawks' pick at that point than to see that a, a position yes. group run like that, Brock. Yes, understanding the market. I mean, they they yeah. knew and and when you've done it for fourteen years together, as John and Pete have, it's kind of like you up in Southeast Alaska. You know those grounds inside and out. You've got a pretty good feel for when the runs are going to come. Wow, I did not know. I'd make an analogy to everything in this draft to <laughs> Southeast Alaska and, and yeah. fisheries. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you one last one because you feel like, you know, when I call no lineman and a D lineman a halibut, it's a slight. A, because it's not the prettiest of fish, but that's not true at all. You know, you know this about halibut? 50% plus of a halibut is substance. Yes, it you is. You get four fillets off yes, of a you halibut. Do. So you have so much substance with that halibut. You know, what's a, what's a salmon? 25%, 20%, maybe, maybe. A little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it 30, get 30, Yeah, maybe 30, okay. maybe 30, but it, it certainly is Depends on who's substance. filleting it, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen some awful fillet yes. jobs. Gotta but, you know, bellies. I would even add a little percentage if you consider the halibut's eyeballs as as being who eats uh, cheeks and eyeballs, Rob, who would do that? The cheeks are just absolutely. <laughs> and you actually started the whole cheek program too, Rob. That was that was all you. I can't wait, man. All we're right. what a little over a month away. No, I cannot... actually actually we're seven weeks away, and I'm oh, surprised perfect. we still have seven seats left on this trip. What? Yeah, it's crazy. So so we get to go up with you and 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 Dave Wyman. And a whole bunch of Outdoor Line listeners, come join us 18th through 21st of June. The uh, the Dave Wyman, Brock Heward, listener trip Father's Day adventure is what it's going to be. So. It is. And yes. let me just say this. If you're a father and son, I had a friend of mine uh, reach out to me. And his son was a little young. I mean, he could do this trip. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. But if you're a father-son and you're thinking, man, I want to reconnect with my son. How oh, do boy. I have something in, in, a, in, in a lifelong memory with my son? There is no- All right, man. <laughs> uh, all right. You missed any show, jump on MyNorthwest.com. Uh, jump on TheOutdoorLine.com. Give Joey a follow. Joey at Joey Pyburn at, or excuse me, Joey at Joey Pyburn. At Instagram, yeah. at the Outdoor Line, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. For Matt Nelson, Joey Pyburn, Tom Nelson, this has been the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.